I'm Kara Infante, and this is Bookish Flights. In each episode, I chat with one bookish guest as we take some time to sample and savor the pairing recommendations from their bookish flight. We hope to give you suggestions to cultivate your TBR list and nurture your leisure time through books. In today's episode, I am chatting with Kate King. Kate's experience is sourced from her 15 plus year background as a licensed professional counselor prior to becoming a Radiant Life coach. Her work also stems from being a board certified art therapist, artist, author, and fellow traveler along the meandering journey of life. As the founder and owner of the Radiant Life Project, Kate's mission is to create an empowering ripple effect with her healing strategy that teaches how to activate an inner spark for undeniable radiance in life with personal growth work, books, retreats, workshops, inspirational public speaking, creative consulting, and individual coaching. Kate is widely known for helping her clients and audience learn to shine so brilliantly they impact and improve the lives of those around them. Kate's work is filled with an expansive array of impactful resources, tools, and practices for an accessible entry point into a life of greater authenticity, fulfillment, and illumination. Kate's work incorporates a fusion of brain sciences, diverse psychology teachings, spiritual practices, creative expression, and attuned connection to provide a unique and effective strategy for the healing, growth, and freedom that come with authentic living. It is Kate's utmost passion to teach others how to discover their truest selves and intentionally create and sustain a life that radiates with possibility, creativity, wholeness, and meaningful purpose. Kate's new book, The Radiant Life Project, is a self-help personal development guide for all things creative, therapeutic, scientific, and spiritual that contribute to the cultivation of a life that satisfies, gratifies, and rings with the empowering truth of authentic radiance. Pre-order your copy now online wherever you buy books. Kate's 2014 book, The Authentic Mother, is a creatively based companion book that offers artistic, scientific, and therapeutic supportive healing tools for new parents on the complex journey of welcoming a child into their lives. Kate is also the creator of the Ink and Wings Oracle deck. This 46-card deck is comprised entirely of Kate's artwork and can be used for personal exploration, reflection, and intuitive development. Welcome to the show, Kate. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here with you. Yes, I am so excited to have you. I was as I was reading your bio this morning, I was like, oh my gosh, she needs to just like come live inside my head and teach me all the things. <laughs> I know it would be nice if we all had a little like genie on our shoulder, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. Just like whisper, like what should I do in these tougher moments? <laughs> Absolutely. I know. I think the same sometimes too. Yes. So, well, this is a lovely bio about you and I feel like, but you're so much more than that. So can you tell us a little bit about who you are? Yeah, absolutely. Um, First and foremost, I am just a human being living this wild life and trying to navigate my way through it like everyone else. And um, through my own journey, it has become really important for me to 
integrate everything I learn and transform and alchemize it so that I can then give it back to my audience and my clients in the form of teaching. Um, So much about what's important to me is helping to raise the awareness of other people's self-insight and just the way that they show up in their lives so that they can create a healthy self from which they can then radiate outward and benefit their families and their communities. And I think that's how we build a better world together. So my work and my personal life are really interconnected in that way because I I truly live the teachings that I teach. And so um, you could say that I kind of show up the same way in all the different settings of my life. And this work is so meaningful to me. I, I live it in a fully heartfelt way. Yeah. And I think that's so important, right? Like you got to practice what you preach. And I, I'm a physical therapist by trade, pre-podcasting world, stay-at-home mom life. And I always felt like that. Like I couldn't go tell someone to like go take care of their body unless I was doing the same, right? I feel like there's a lot to be said because then you go, you stumble as well in trying to live your life out that way. So you can understand maybe where the pitfalls might happen. And of course, it's going to be different for everybody, but you can empathize and try to help them navigate through that too. Absolutely. And I think you can really feel the difference when you're working with someone who teaches from a theoretical or an intellectual standpoint versus someone who teaches from a really embodied lived experience with what they're teaching. It just rings differently. And I think it integrates differently. So I really want to have that level and integrity, you know, and what I and how I walk the planet. Yeah. And I imagine like having come up with the Radiant Life Project for yourself, I imagine that this is things you've tried in your own life and you found success in your own life. And so there's the passion there to bring that to others. Absolutely. It's a synergy of my clinical training combined with my own journey of life and all the studies that I have conducted with my clients and my experience with my kids and friendships and family and just all the complexities of being a person. Um, And it's just a, a big holistic bundle that I like to share. And I'm always upgrading it because I'm continuing to always learn. So there is no there to get to. And that's a big <laughs> piece of what I teach too, is just always being open to the next upgrade for your own system and how to pivot and be available when it's time to change and it's time to grow. Yeah. I like that term upgrade. That seems so much better than other, you know, other labels that you could smack on to, uh, life didn't go as planned, but, or I'm not, you know, I'm realizing I'm stagnant or I'm stuck and I need to change the way I'm living. Right. And so I upgrade is a really good term to apply there. Good. I think of it a lot with, we're such a technology centered culture and we're all used to upgrading our devices and updating them and having things installed that improve them. And I think it's easy to start to think of ourselves that way too, that we need updates and we need to upgrade and we need to keep evolving. Otherwise we become obsolete, just like the flip phone or any other piece of technology in our lives. Yeah. And it makes it, I think, less scary, right? To think about, because a lot of times we get stagnant because we're comfortable, right? We're like, well, this is where I've been living and this has been working for me. But then there comes a point when you realize this isn't working for me anymore. Like something is not jiving here. And so I need to change, right? But an upgrade sounds so much better (laughs) to that. (laughs) 
Yeah. I mean, I think we're just always growing and evolving. And if we can be conscious about it and intentional about it, then I think the upgrades happen more smoothly and with more ease. Yeah. And being open to it too, probably. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So you have the Radiant Life Project. And so I imagine this is a bulk, what you spend the bulk of your time doing, but you also now have created this book that is coming out into the world. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. This book is such a love. It's such a heartfelt process for me. Um, It was created sort of at the same time that I was transitioning my 15-year psychotherapy practice into a totally new platform. I took a sabbatical because after COVID, I got really burned out from just being a therapist for too much intensity for too long. Um, And so I took a sabbatical. And during that time, I did some soul searching about how I could give the work that I want to give in a way that was really fulfilling and generative for me and impactful for other people. And the Radiant Life Project came out of that. And I wanted to have a manual for people that was a masterclass that they could do at home, that they could do at their own pace. They could reread it. They could visit it with friends. And I wanted it to just be like, here you go. This is everything I know. And so during my sabbatical, I had the time and space to put it onto paper. And um, I was just so incredibly thrilled and grateful when it got picked up by a publisher and started that whole journey of being put into production. And it feels so deeply aligned for me and so exciting. And I love words and I love expressing in that way. And I just am, I'm really thrilled to be able to offer um, this this piece of myself and of my experience as far and wide as it will go. Yeah. I love that because I also think that you are only one human, right? Like there's only so many people that you can personally touch in like a one-on-one session, right? With your coaching business or through your psychotherapy practice, there's only so far you can go with that being one human, right? But now you have made something that's so accessible to all, which is really cool. That was really the intention. I started to get that feeling during COVID when everyone was in such a deep state of not okayness and of need. And I kept thinking, gosh, if I could somehow take this channel that I'm pouring into each individual and diffuse and expand it over larger populations, how many more people would be available to then support themselves and their loved ones? And so that was really influential in thinking about how to reach more people. And a book is you know, it's like 30 bucks and it's something you can do anytime. And it just felt, it felt like it would be accessible for people who might not want therapy, might not be able to afford it, or might not, you know, feel like that's the best portal for them. Yeah. And like you said, right. Maybe I feel like even sometimes admitting, you know, this probably better than me, but admitting you need to go to therapy is a huge step in itself, right? Where if you have something that's a book that, is self-paced and you're doing it personally, you know, maybe that takes away some of maybe what people wouldn't go to therapy, just admitting they needed it. Right. Right. And it's possible that someone who has been resistant to therapy for their whole lives might read this book and be like, "Mm, 
maybe it's not so bad. Or maybe they'll think, wow, this is validating that I don't need therapy. And all I really need is supportive community or a better relationship with myself. And so hopefully the book will just activate some insight in the reader that they didn't previously have that allows them to take another step forward on whatever their growth journey is and access resources from that new point. Yeah. So is the book, is it kind, is it a workbook of sorts? Cause I know you said it's a masterclass is there, or is it like you read it and you kind of journal alongside of it? How, how would you go through it? It's meant to be read from front to back and um, it has, it has directives for journaling, for art therapy experiences, for things to think about, talk to loved ones about, but it's not in a workbook, workbook format. So okay. I would recommend that people read it kind of with their journal nearby. Um, you can always also, I write a lot in the margins of my books sure. and I love to just take notes and fold over pages so that I can return to them. But this is definitely a book that's meant to be read. And I wouldn't be surprised if I get feedback down the road that people feel like they need to circle back and reread things and read it at different points in their life. Because I think it's the type of book that depending on where you are, you'll read it differently and you'll be able to pull out different insights depending on what you're ready to see and what you're ready to work with. So it's my hope that people will just revisit it over time and continue to gain benefit from it. Yeah. I, so many guests that have come on the show have spoken to that fact about where you are in your life at that moment, in that time, in that mood, in that state of your life, you're, that book is going to show up differently and it's going to show up differently from, for all of us, which is the beautiful thing about books. But having one like this, right, this like personal development self-help guide, like you said, they can just go back and revisit, you know, in the next stage or the next upgrade of their life, right? Version 2.0 or whatever they're going to be next. Absolutely. And then they might reflect back and think, oh my gosh, when I read this a year ago, six months ago, look how much I've grown. I wasn't ready to see this piece that now I see and I can work with it. So hopefully it helps people to feel excited about the evolution of their journey. And it just continues to deliver them supportive resources um, as they go. That's how it's been for me just writing it even um, because I think there is that that inner part of me that was really happy to be revisiting all of these things as I was teaching them. And I uh, share some of my personal story and some of the things I've learned through my experience of life and the writing of it was healing and the rereading of it was healing. And so I hope that extends to the readers as well. Wonderful. Well, I know you mentioned as well that you had just received an email from your publisher about a discount on the book. Um, so if you would like, maybe say it here real quick, and we will also include that in the show notes listeners. So don't worry if you're driving, this will also be in the show notes as well. <laughs> yeah. So I got a friends and family discount flyer. This will get you 30% off of the list price of the book, uh, which takes the book from $34 down to 23 And if you buy it directly from my publisher, at the website www.romanrowman.com and you search the Radiant Life Project and add it to your cart, then when you check out, you can put in the promo code RLFANDF30. So that's RL 
F and F three zero. Okay. And you'll get this one off. So I hope that helps for people who feel more pinched for their finances. Yeah. I love that. I'm like, okay, I'm getting off the call. I'm going to go buy it. (laughs) Um, So what is something that you learned about yourself while writing this book? I learned that if I can really just open myself up to trust in my own process and in my experience and in the purpose that I have in this lifetime of being a healer and a teacher, that this writing will just flow through me. It's It can be really hard sometimes as an author to just start writing and to feel like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to write or I don't have it structured. But I really learned that if I can reach a grounded space of trusting myself and allow, it all kind of downloads through me and comes out in a really beautiful way. And I've never really done official classes on how to be a writer or anything. And I just trusted my process and the editing and all of it. It was just fun that way. And so I really, I learned to trust and that's an ongoing process for me of just working with my own self-trust. And that has been really beautiful for me. Yeah. I was actually going to ask that, but then you clarified, like you meant trust in yourself. Cause I, that is big. Trusting yourself is hard. Yeah. Especially when you're creating something that you want to share on a large scale, it's really easy to go into an imposter syndrome place or self-doubt and insecurity and to just trust that I want to write this book because there's something that I need to write and just going from there and letting the snowball kind of pick up pace until it's finished. Yeah. And someone out there needs to hear it, right? Yeah, always. I feel like there's always people out there who need to hear what I need to hear, what I need to share. We're all always mirroring and reflecting for each other. So if I feel this way, I'm sure I'm not the only one and I'm sure I'm not the first one. Yeah. That has brought me a lot of peace over the years sometimes. And I'm like, am I the only one that thinks this way? And then you like open up to a friend and they're like, nope, I do the same. (laughs) I'm like, okay, glad to know I'm not alone. (laughs) We're all just made out of the same stuff looking for the same signs that point us forward. Yeah. And then, well, what is one thing that you wish you had known that you know now from when you, when you were starting to write the book? I think it would have been helpful for me to know that eventually it would get published <laughs> because I had a lot of anxiety in the beginning. Like, how am I going to get this published? Yeah. Because it is such a competitive industry and it was so wild. You know, I don't have an agent And I was submitting unsolicited manuscripts to these publishers and nobody thought that anyone would accept it. And even people very close to me were really trying to brace me for the possibility that I was going to get a thousand rejection letters. And I just really, I just really knew that this book was going to get picked up. I just don't know how to explain it, but I wish I had known then that it really would be. And I could have just not spent any energy worrying about that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. Have you still been writing now that this is published and on its way? Yes. I I have an intention long-term to create a series of Radiant Life books. So I see this first one, the Radiant Life Project, as the guide for you 
as your inner work. And the book that I've been writing recently is about radiant relationships and how to turn all of this work towards relationships in terms of cultivating aligned relationships and really clearing out toxic ones and how to understand the part you play in the quality of the relationships around you and the patterns and the familial dynamics. So Radiant relationships is next. There might be radiant parenting, radiant spirituality, radiant creativity. I think it could just fan out in a lot of different ways, but I intend to always be writing something. Wonderful. Well, that is great for the rest of us. And listeners, you should follow her on Instagram if you are on Instagram, because her reels, she like speaks so much wonderful, so many wonderful things that just have hit me. And I'm like, oh, that really resonated with me today. So can you tell the listeners as well where we could find you on social media? Uh, Absolutely. Um, I am at the Radiant Life Project, Instagram, Facebook. I have a YouTube channel. I'm on TikTok all over the place. And it's fun. I put out these little like 30 second to one minute clips every day that are just how to, how to live a more radiant life, how to align relationships, how to be the best, most authentic version of you. And, um, hopefully it's helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll have all those links in the show notes as well. Well, let's go ahead and switch gears here a little bit and talk about who you are as a reader. So what genres do you enjoy reading? So my two favorite genres are the sort of psychological sciences, and I really like sci-fi fantasy, magical realism. Love it. I'm usually reading a combination of at least one from each section. Thank goodness for Kindles, so I don't have to actually carry around all these books. (laughs) But yeah, I really like, I like books that make me think, and then I like books that help me just remember that there's magic. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. So in your busyness, how do you find time to read? I think there's always time. It's almost like the the pauses between breaths. We have little pauses throughout our day if you pay attention to them, whether it's the 10 minutes at the dentist's in the waiting room or in my kids' pickup line at school, a um, few minutes before bed. I sometimes... I'll have to challenge the part of me that wants to watch TV and just kind of numb out to TV and be like, would you rather read a book? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm also trying to really instill the love of reading in my seven and 10 year old. And so we have kind of family reading time where we all find a comfy place and give it a shot. So I just try to find all those little pauses in busy life and, um, then I ask myself, am I in the mood for learning right now? Or am I in the mood for escape and fantasy right now? And then I go with it. I try to just let myself meet whatever need I'm feeling with whatever book I have loaded on my Kindle. Yeah. And that's so, I feel like that I read like that too. I like to have something I'm like learning from or a spiritual book or something I have to think and use more brain power about. And then I also like to have like a fiction going on of some kind, whether it's fantasy, romance, you know, whatever it may be, historical fiction is usually my go-to, but um, because then it's like at night when I don't want to use that much brain power, I want to escape into a fiction read. (laughs) It's just so comforting too. I just feel like books are like best friends that are always there and there's all kinds of support available and you just have to sort of find 
the kind of support that feels the best in the moment. Yeah. I've been thinking about that a lot recently that I have used books in periods of my life where I have been struggling or I felt lonely or, you know, any of the emotions I don't want to feel, but I have used books as kind of a solace to comfort me in those moments. And, um, we're a military family, so we move a lot. So like when we move to a new duty station, usually when I don't have a community yet, I find myself really sinking into books those first few months of like, well, I don't really have friends here yet, but I'm working on it, you know, and you just don't have anybody to call on the random of like, I have a free night. Do you want to go do something? And it's like, I just use books to escape. And like you said, they're a friend. They're there. Love that. Dive into another character's life at that moment. (laughs) And even reread an old familiar favorite for that sense of comfort, you know, and it's so funny. One of my favorite things that sometimes happens is I find a book that I'm so excited about and I go to download it and I find out I already read it. And then I forgot because it was years ago and I'm like, yes, I get to experience this again and remember why I liked it originally. You know, it's like a beautiful gift that just circles back. Yeah. And like you said, I have gone back now and read some of the classics that I maybe read in high school and they hit me so much differently now as an adult or as a parent. I've had so many more life experiences. I will resonate with different characters now that like Anne of Green Gables that I loved as a kid, I will resonate now so much differently in the book than I did. Like, I don't resonate with Anne as much anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. I had that experience with the Phantom Toll Booth. I read that, I think some t- some point in high school maybe. And as an adult, it's like this really profound spiritual. I need deep- to go back to that one. It's really good. I recommended it for my son and he was like, he was not ready for it, I think. And it was a little, it was a little much, but I was rereading it with him and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get back to this by myself. And when I did, I found so much depth in it. I pulled quotes out of it that were meaningful. So I love it. Now we know why our teachers assigned it way back. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. They loved it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay. That's the next classic that's going to go on my like TBR list of cycling it back in and rereading it. So thank you for that. (laughs) So it sounds like you have always been a reader then. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a way that I learn. I really, I like to be able to see the words. I I read books visually instead of listening. Like so many people do these days with audio books. I need to like feel them and really see them visually take in knowledge that way. And I create, when I'm reading the novels that I read, I just create such rich visual pictures of the story and of the people. And it's just such a full picture for me that sometimes if there is a movie made about it and it does not match my imagination, it's really hard for me to kind of like juxtapose the two and make sense of how it's the same story. I had that recently with a series that I love. It was made into a TV show and none of the characters looked like, I mean, I'm like, 13 books into the series and none of them look like what I had made up in my head and they live in Quebec. So there is like a, I don't speak French. So like my French, you know, botching of some of the names and the places, like it just does not jive with the show. And I'm like, I just can't do it. Like it does not fit what I have, the world I have created in my head from these books. Yeah, I know. But sometimes it's better that way because 
if they don't create a motion picture out of it, then you still have your own imagination that yeah. created it. So yeah, but to answer your question, yeah, I've always just loved reading so much. Wonderful. Well, and you have been so gracious to prepare a book flight for us today. So can you tell us a little bit about how they pair together? Yeah. So I picked four books that are in the self-help kind of emotional awareness realm. Um, and these are books that I have loved so much. One of which I have now read four times because every time I read it, I get so much from it and I recommend it to everyone. Um, can I tell you? Can I yeah, tell you? let's dive in. So this one that I'm referring to is Martha Beck's book, The Way of Integrity. And it is, it is hands down best, most helpful book I've ever read about just living with integrity and trying to align the inner compass of true self and live from that perspective. And if, if you do not know Martha Beck, she's a riot. She has a podcast and a live stream, um, Facebook group, I think called the gathering room and the live stream is the gathering pod and, or maybe vice versa. And she's brilliant. I think she got her career started by writing for Oprah. Um, then she just has her own personality. That's just so incredible. And the way she writes just makes things feel so safe to explore, especially when you're exploring the truth, the scary truth and really disregarding the things that feel untrue and how frightening that can be she just creates this beautiful cocoon to, to do this learning and to practice it. So the way of integrity, number one. Okay. All right. And I have not heard of this book myself, nor have I heard of Martha Beck. Maybe I've been living under a rock. Who knows? (laughs) Um, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's just not been time yet. So here you go. Now, you know, yes, that is the quote at the end of each episode, right? Is like the books are like people and they show up in your life when you most need them. Yes. And I truly believe that. So, okay. Well, Radiant Life Project and the Way of Integrity are going in my cart when we're done (laughs) with our call today. (laughs) Because I feel like I have been doing a lot of soul searching myself, right? Of like, I went to being a stay-at-home mom five years ago, and then we've moved four times in five years. So I've just kind of feel like I haven't gotten to like recalibrate me and being a mom of young kids, right? Of having a couple babies and like being at home and just like surviving newborn stage. <laughs> yeah, nobody so, talks about that. Yeah. So I feel like I am finally like my youngest being three now. I'm like finally coming back up for air and I'm like, oh, who am I anymore? Like, what do I like? What my husband's like, go do something. I'm like, I don't even know what to do. I don't know what I like anymore. <laughs> And it's not going to be the same as it used to be because you're so different. I always tell new moms that, and you're not a new mom anymore, but I think with every childbirth, we rebirth ourselves too. Yeah. So we're raising- I've gone through a lot of upgrades, but I haven't really like put them into my system. (laughs) Yeah. So how exciting to get to meet yourself in this new chapter where you're not doing all the- monotonous newborn tasks and, you know, things are starting to feel different with your kids in school and, you know, just grow to different developmental stages. You get to meet you. I know. So I'm like, it's been fun, right? It's a little scary, like you're saying, because it's like, wait, I feel like I don't know myself, right? Like, it's kind of disorienting to think like you don't know yourself. (laughs) 
And part of it is like the podcast. What part of it, I feel like the podcast was a great way to like get back to having something that was mine, you know, but I still feel like I'm, I'm doing some searching. So these books sound right up my alley today. (laughs) Perfect. I love it. Okay. Anyways, as an aside, I totally made that personal about myself, but I think that there's probably moms. I know there's a lot of my mom friends that listen to the show and I just want you to know that you are not alone. No, you're not alone. That's why I wrote my book, The Authentic Mother. It was actually supposed to be just a journal for me. And then one of my friends took it and published it and like kind of without my permission. And it was a complicated experience at the time, but I'm thankful for it because I was writing about my own growing pains and confusion at that time. And I did not realize that other women felt that way because I was the first of my group of friends to have a baby and I felt alone. And now that that book is out there to help people, I'm like, oh, good. Thanks to the friend who violated my boundaries and published my book, but you know, it's here. here. Yeah. So uh, you are not alone. All of you moms out there. It's, it's such a, a huge layered process and we got to stick together. Yeah. And I think it's beautiful, right? I don't say this from a place of resentment by any means, but it, again, it's just kind of coming back. I feel like it's literally, I've just finally coming back up for air of like, okay, all right, I've got a little bit of time to like think about something other than my children or, you know, and my family for two minutes. Um, And so finding that again, recalibrating, getting my next upgrade. I love it. Can't wait to hear how it goes. Yes, I'll keep you posted. We'll be in touch for sure. Um, Okay, so what is the second book of your book flight today? So since we're talking about the self-work, the second one is How to Do the Work by Dr. Nicole LaPera. She is um, the holistic psychologist on social media. I've seen her now that you say this. She's so great. She makes things feel so safe and accessible. She takes kind of the psychobabble jargon and distills it to this really clear, helpful message about how to do your own work so that you can live your life from a place of you being healthy and then moving into the world with that health to benefit you in all different ways. And her book is such, it's such a beautiful guide for how to take psychotherapy and attachment work and brain sciences. She's just really incredible. I think she's got a workbook and now how to do the work. And then there's another one coming out. I think for her, that's about relationships recently too. I don't think it's out yet. I know I've pre-ordered it, Okay. Um, but wow, she's really incredible. So I recommend her. Yay. Okay. That sounds like a great next progression, how to actually do the work now, which is right. What we want to do is we want to apply it into our life. (laughs) Yes. How to do the work. Yeah. It's similar to the Radiant Life Project in that way. There's a lot of overlap between our work, but there's differences that make us unique and make our books a little different, but they're really complementary. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. And then what is the third book of the pairing? Uh, I picked Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Um, she has a great podcast too called We Can Do Hard Things. And yes. Glennon Doyle speaks from such a vulnerable, like doing it kind of place. Like she's really open about her journey and the things that she's experienced and the relapses she experienced 
experiences and her own challenges. And her way of writing is just so lovable. I find myself laughing and like crying alongside her, reading her stories and feeling them in my own heart and feeling empowered. She has this section in there where she's writing about, um, oh, I was just hit with like two different things she wrote that I want to tell you, but I'll just pick one of them. Okay. There's this incredible conversation she writes about between her and her daughter where she's telling her daughter that she wants her to disappoint everyone and anyone else to avoid disappointing herself. And her daughter says, even you, mom? And Glennon says, yeah, even me. And it was just so striking to me that a mother would say something like that to their daughter. That's not how I was spoken to by my mom. I I didn't learn that kind of self-respect and integrity. And, you know, I really learned people please and self-abandon for belonging. And so I love untamed because it's just undoing a lot of those conditioning patterns that so many of us in Western culture are, have been marinating in for our whole lives. So I think untamed is just such a beautiful book. Yeah. And on episode, I can't remember what episode, but I had a, um, a gentleman on and he is, he has a company that basically helps rehab professionals transition out to alternate careers or entrepreneurship or whatever it is, their passion. And a lot of what he talks about, what people ended up in rehab professionals because they were told by society kind of, that is what they needed to do, right? They needed to get a job, you know, like, let's say not doing, let's use art, for example, like art can't be a job. So you need to get something that will make you money, right? I feel like it's something you hear from, and you might've heard this in your life being an artist. Um, And so, and he talks a lot about that as well, of just like breaking this, like I'm doing things because society is telling me to do this, or I'm doing this because my parents think I should do it, or I'm doing this because my spouse thinks I should do this, right? And, And really honoring yourself and that's beautiful because I think it's so hard to do. It is. And I think, you know, reading Glennon Doyle's book is so affirming that it's so hard to do. It's so out of the box for what we've all been taught and it's possible. And you're in good company if you want to do it. Her book is just like a best friend who's got your back. Yeah. I have actually, speaking of best friends, I know like she has said to me a lot in t- when I've gone to her for things, she'd be like, we can do hard things. Like we, she says this quote to me often and we kind of use it with one another. It's like, our like dig back in, like we can do hard things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Glenn and Doyle all the way. All right. So that was untamed. And then you okay. have also given us a dessert pairing today with all of this as well. Oh, I was not supposed to bring four. You're uh, good. Okay. I could probably have brought like 15. My book is so full of these. So I brought Brene Brown's book, Atlas of the Heart. And I say that with like a huge umbrella around all of Brene Brown's books. I could recommend any one of them. They're all incredible. The reason I brought Atlas of the Heart is because it feels like it's inclusive of a lot of the other things she's taught in her other books. And what's really helpful about it is it's kind of in like an encyclopedia type format. It's different than her other books that were written more like um, just like a nonfiction narrative. This is like, she will define 
every single emotion known to man and tell you what it is and why it matters and how it's part of you and how it's part of the collective. And she weaves them together in these really beautiful categories. Um, So there's like these groupings, kind of like different pairings and flights of different emotions. So I think Atlas of the Heart is, it's just beautiful. And it's even to the point where you're like, wow, I've been feeling a lot of X emotion lately, like call it, say guilt. I've been feeling guilt a lot lately. So you could open up her book to the guilt chapter and just read about the function of guilt and where it comes from. And she has her beautiful research background combined with her one and only Brene Brown style that makes things feel so amazing. And she will tell you about why you've been feeling so much guilt lately and what to do with it. So I just use that as a companion. Yeah. And I think what she does very well is this doesn't feel like a clinical read, right? It's very, it's a very readable book. Um, You know, it's not going to be like you're diving into a book on the science of emotions, which you are, but in a very readable, not dry format. Yes. And that is her gift as she knows how to speak to people straight from her heart to their heart about these really scientific concepts, but without making them feel that way. It's just to absorb the way she gives it. Yeah. And I, like you said, I love that you can go to like the grouping of like, and I think there's one like on sadness, right. But it like starts basically from like the maybe lowest on the, I don't know, you probably could speak to this better than me, but like a mild emotion, let's say that to like all the way up to like the strongest emotion you could feel in this category of sadness. Absolutely. And there were even some emotions in there that I, that were new to me as a therapist. I was like, I've never heard of that before. And tell me more, Brene, so that I can help my clients with this emotion that I just today figured out exists. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you know, always learning. Yeah. And it gives you, I think as a person, right. Of inability to talk about what you're feeling, right? Like it gives you more words or more language for especially someone like me, who's not used to talking about emotions or feelings with everybody all day, you know? And so it gives you some context and words and maybe puts your thoughts to words and would help you do that. Absolutely. Sometimes I think when we can label our thoughts and wrap them in words, they just, they help the meaning making mechanism that is inside of all of us human beings that our mind is always looking to sort of make sense of things and compartmentalize it so that we can then digest it and kind of integrate it. And I think Brene's writing is really beautiful for helping with that meaning making. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. So that was Atlas of the Heart. So I love this book flight today. This is sounds like it would really resonate with a lot of my listeners, knowing at least the close people in my life that this will resonate a lot. So thank you so much for bringing that. Um, how I like to end the show is with our bonus pairings, which are just a speed round of questions here. So you can answer these really quickly. Where is your favorite place to read? My book nook. I love this. Can you tell us more about your book nook? Yeah. So it's a little, it's like a cutout in my office where I have a twin size mattress and tons of pillows and a bookshelf. And I just curl up in there and I have a blanket that's super cozy. And that's where that's kind of my sanctuary. I love that. Okay. I feel like I need this in my life. 
put a mattress in the corner and light some candles. <laughs> yes. My kids would probably love it too. It'd be like a spot for all of us. Mine do too. They sleep there for special occasions. Oh, so fun. And then what is one book you have read that has changed your life? The Way of the Peaceful Warrior by okay. Dan Bowman. I read that in college and it just, it was paradigm shifting at that time. One of those books, like right time, right moment. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. I haven't heard of that one. So I'm going to have to check that out. It's part of a series. Okay. All right. And then are you a rereader? Yes. I have a list that I keep of books that I just, when I end the book and I'm like, oh, how am I ever going to find another book I like? I put it on this list. And then if I feel like I'm in a slump, I go back to that list and I reread something. Okay. That's a great idea to do that. Because I feel like I call those the book hangovers, right? Like, where am I going to go next? Because I love this book and it's taking up too much space in my head for the next couple weeks and nothing will ever compare. So... I know. Yeah. So I have a, I've got a little list of a few favorites. Okay. Good idea. You know, otherwise they, you're like, which ones did I like? So I write everything down. Okay. All right. And then lastly, what are you reading next? Well, I have been reading the healing wisdom of Africa okay. recently, um, by Maladoma Patrice Somme. It's about the spirituality and ritual of the indigenous African people. Beautiful. Um, I've been loving that. And my, uh, my psychological book is called nervous by Jen Soriano. And it's about, um, healing within family lineages and ancestry through a scientific emotional lens. Cool. That sounds fascinating. Yeah, I know they're both good. I I'm like ping ponging between them all, all the yeah. time. Like I could read either of them, but I have to pick. Yes. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show with me today. I know your time is precious, so I appreciate all the time that you have given me. Thank you. It's been so fun talking to you, and I really appreciate the opportunity to be here with you. You are so welcome. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode with Kate King and her book flight of self-help emotional awareness books. We'd love to hear what other books you'd pair with this book flight at bookishflights.com. That is also where you can find more information on today's flight and any other books that we talked about today. I want to inspire a community of readers. So whenever you share a post about what you are reading or what you are picking up next, especially if you have heard about the book on the show, please tag us. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Bookish Flights. This is a brand new show, so if you enjoyed it, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give the show a review. Your review not only helps me, but it also helps the show reach others. Make sure you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to make sure that you will not miss an episode. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. As Emma Thompson said, I think books are like people in the sense that they'll turn up in your life when you most need them. Cheers to you, dear readers. Until next time.